All things automotive with the petrol head, Nico Smith. Well, Nico Smith is with us this morning with all things petrol head. Good morning to you, Nico. Hello, Pimelo. How are you? Well, I'm well since I don't have to be counting down to what that was that week hundred and something challenge. <laughs> <laughs> I said, the first thing I said when I got you, I said, please tell me. I'm not going to be rambling people's names through a challenge. Yeah, good news. That's all done so you can relax. It's just nice and easy. Uh, you can sit back and enjoy the sit back and enjoy the ride. Listen, Nico, you want to talk about Formula One? Yes, you know what? Um, I, I heard just now um, we, we, were, we had like a, a quick review about the Formula One season. Mm-hmm. And of course... Um, I wouldn't read anything into any of the tests right now or the times. Yeah. Um, we'll only see when qualifying is on. So qualifying on is, is on this afternoon at 5 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And at 5 o'clock, we'll really know how, how fast the cars are. Okay. Because um, you are testing, but you're te- testing different things. So yes. um, I'm sure some of the teams are hiding a few things and some of them yeah. want to look good. I hope it's an exciting season where um, uh, we have different and multiple winners and yeah. the, the teams are very close and um, I really hope Mercedes-Benz doesn't run away with it. That is challenging. So, yeah, exactly. So I hope there's challenges. The best news, actually, for me, that the thing that I find the most exciting is that the boss of Formula One, effectively, the guy that's in charge of Formula One, yes. um, uh, his name is Stefano Domenicali. Mm-hmm. And he was actually a, a Ferrari, ex-Ferrari team principal and then moved on to be uh, head of Lamborghini. And he's mm-hmm. now back in charge of Formula One. And he said it, the series will not go electric. It okay. will stay hybrid. So I mean, oh, electric, electric racing is really, really boring. People can say what they want. When the cars aren't making a noise, it's just for any petrol head, it's not I exciting. I can't believe you just said that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I know. You know what? Um, it's sort of a contradicti- contradicting thing yes. because I, I, and we'll talk about some electric technology now. Yeah. I do like it, but for racing cars and for Formula One, it just would be horrible if we have things that go... So, and, so, and they just don't make a noise. So obviously, uh, the noise goes with the electric cars, Nico. That's it. So the thing is, with electric cars, I mean, they are stupidly fast. They're yeah. amazing things to drive. Yeah. And, and the noise goes. And I think for road cars, for a long time, manufacturers were trying their best to make cars quiet. Yeah. That's what you get with an electric car. Yeah. But for Formula One, um, no. we have such a huge fan base. Half of that's the noise. I'll give you an example. A yeah. while back, um, it was last year, towards the end of last year. Uh, Renault ran the Formula One car with a V10 engine. Yep. Um, and all the new engines are small and they're quiet. And you, you saw racing drivers hang out uh, on, on the pit wall taking images with their cell phones of this noise that that car made. I mean, they're, they're the current racing drivers and they took little videos of what, what a proper car sounded like. So I'm excited as a petrol head that we are not going to lose that part of Formula One. Okay, so, so I mean, Formula One is not going that direction, but but there is a slight move towards that, hey, by the common person. Exactly. You know what? It's interesting what the, what the manufacturers are saying. So, of course, uh, when it comes to electric cars, Tesla has been mm. the, the king for such a long time. Mm. They, they pioneered electric cars. They changed the way it worked. Uh, I think manufacturers... Uh, really opened their eyes when people started put it, putting out deposits for the Model 3 Tesla when it wasn't even there and people mm-hmm. were putting down the $1,000 mm-hmm. just to, to, have, to, to get one. So suddenly manufacturers had to wake up and they had to, to, to change the way they look at electric cars. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, and Tesla has actually been in that regard. It, 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 
the manufacturers all, when it comes to electric, want to push what Tesla does. Mm -hmm. Tesla tends to push the envelope as well. Mm. Um, it's interesting that um, the, the boss of Tesla uh, recently said that um, uh, the cars won't have indicators. They will use AI to to predict no. what direction you want to turn in, which I'm not sure how well that will so, work. So, so in other words, you in front of me, I'm yes. behind you. My car should be able to tell me that Nico's thinking of going to the left. No, my car, I'm driving. So, you know, normally in an indicator, you click the indicator yes. to, turn, to turn in a direction. Now the car will know that you want to turn right Never. and it will put on the indicator. So your Tesla, uh, and that's what he said. I mean, it's not that practical no. yet, but who knows where it goes. So, so maybe... Maybe yes. as I turn slightly the wheel and I lean towards a direction. But you, you, might, you might just be trying to miss a pothole. So that's really interesting how what he says. No, uh, man. I mean, Tesla, you know, they don't think about our problems here. Okay, they don't true. think about our, our, our they don't think about our pothole problems. Pothole. No, that's true. But but in any road, you might miss an obstacle, yeah. and and the car thinks you're turning right. I, I'll give you another example. So two things that Tesla did, which is interesting, they showed this concept of a steering wheel yoke. Yes. So if, and and that if you if you remember Knight Rider, yes, yes. that's exactly the steering wheel he had. In other words, there's no top part. That circular top part's missing. Okay. So you just have hands left and right. And, uh, oh, yes, and yes, 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 yes. And, or your hands on the steering wheel. Yes. And people were sort of saying, what is this guy? What is this? Um, and now Tesla is also in their cars, there is no um, gear lever selector. Okay. In other words, they're saying soon in their cars, it's on the touch screen. You basically just ah. touch the touch screen. Oh, I see. So, and, and now on the back of that, um, the manufacturers are saying, because also what Tesla does um, really well is they update software. So yes. in the car, over the air, they update the software and they can say, okay, now we've made your car faster. Now we've made your car more efficient. Mm. We've changed how things work. And other manufacturers, especially the German big three, have realized that. So they are saying, listen, in future, we are going to change the way that we are going to make cars. So BMW, for ex example, are, pro uh, are, uh, are talking about the Neue Klasse, in mm. other words, the new car, mm -hmm. um, which is significant because in the 1960s, they used that term to change the way the cars were built. And that was really the start of the, the modern BMW. Mm. And they, they saying, listen, we're going to focus more on um, the electronics of the car. In other words, how they work, how they, how they connect to the Internet, how we can send updates to the cars. Um, in other words, they're going to focus more um, on software and IT. In the Volkswagen group, it's the same thing. So Audi have, have got a, um, a new team that is referred to as Artemis, mm -hmm. and their objective is matching Tesla software mm -hmm. on Audis and Bentleys. Mm. Um, Mercedes-Benz is doing exactly the same thing. So Mercedes-Benz is also saying, listen, we are changing the focus of our cars um, to focus more on, on the what the software, software does, what the tech does. Hmm. Um, so it, it's really interesting where cars are moving that way. And, and now let's get back to South Africa for a second because yeah. I know somebody out there is saying, you know what, what is this electric car thing and this is South Africa. But something like 6% of our GDP in South Africa mm -hmm. is exports. If you think about manufacturing here, Toyota, Ford, BMW, yeah. Mercedes-Benz, Volkswagen, they are making cars and they are exp exporting cars. A big part of the cars that are being exported is to Europe. Now, if that's the case, uh, what's going to happen when they are moving to electric? That means we'll actually have to change our plans because we can't ex yep. export to, to Europe when yep. Europe's saying we, we only don't have want electric mm, cars. Mm. So I really hear you. I yeah, our factories you. will probably start changing. Um, where Our factories will have to start producing electric cars 
because the European market is, is, is definitely it's ahead in that to say we want electric cars. Look at Norway, how how many electric cars are in Norway? So the reality is that um, hopefully we'll catch up soon in South Africa. Hopefully we'll start um, being part of, of that direction because I'll give you another example here. BMW is saying by 2030, half the cars it sells, they want to be electric cars. Um, half. Audi is, that's half. a lot, By yeah. 2030. Yeah. That's not far away. Yeah. Um, Ford says um, um, in Europe by 2030, all the Fords in Europe will only be electric cars. So when you're mm. buying a Ford in Europe, it's going to be only electric. Mm. Okay. Volkswagen is saying, um, listen, we are going to stop developing petrol engines mm. and diesel engines. In other words, not stop making them. Yeah but stop looking for new technology all the time. You see, that that's definitely a sign that that's the direction we're going. Let's take some voice notes, Nico. Hi, good morning, Nico Smith. Uh, my name is Velapi. I have a question here, sir. Really, I bought a car sometimes in 2017 in Bloemfontein from uh, Jetpack Auction. And I didn't receive uh, papers to to change the to change the the ownership actually. And when I request the, the papers, the gentleman, the auctioner actually told me that uh, the the auction is of uh, a West Bank from the bank, and they gonna go back and conciliate every papers and report after all they will send the papers to us till today and now it's a problem to me i can't change papers i can't i can't do anything with the vehicle can you assist me please sir thank you you very much okay so i like the music in the background by the way So, yo, okay, just help me. If I'm understanding this correctly, um, he bought the Velopi, bought the car yeah. at an auction place. Yes. Um, probably financed it with West Bank. Yes. Now, what happens is um, the car really belongs to the bank mm. until you've paid it off. Mm-hmm. So, and the day you've paid it off, it's your car, but your, your original registration papers all sit with the bank. Mm-hmm. In other words, um, you need to get, because if you want to say, okay, this car is now mine, you need to speak to the bank and say, listen, Please send me those papers so I can change ownership from the bank to myself. Mm. And that's that. And, and the, there's not much I can do, to be honest, because as an outsider, um, as, as the owner of the car, you need to speak to to whoever the the finance. It's the bank. But, but what 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 I think I'm hearing is that mm. he he maybe expected that the paperwork would be managed by the dealership or the auctioneers. It's exactly. actually the bank. It's a bank that you need to speak exactly. to. Exactly. So you need to say you finance, and it sounded like West Bank, right? Yes, so yes. You need to speak to West Bank. You need to phone West Bank. You need to say this is who I am. Um, just have the papers with you, one of the the, 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 the the financial documents, and say this is who I am. Maybe there's a reference on there, but they'll be able to trace you with your ID number. Um, say, um, listen, I need um, the car is paid off. Remember, if the car is not paid off, you're still not the owner. Yes, sure. <laughs> so, um, and otherwise, then get the ownership. There's not much I can do. You need to speak to West Bank if it if it comes to ownership. Okay. There's a question. I don't know if this is a question. It sounds like a question. It says, Nico, the Mahindra Buckies come in diesel only. Do you think it's a question or a statement? I don't know. Maybe it's a statement. Well, uh, maybe uh, the thing is, um, if you look at the Bucky market in South Africa, um, 
it is the diesel market is really very strong. Um, there's various reasons for that. For instance, at farms, um, they might have farm diesel for tractors, which is much cheaper. Um, and in and, and reality, diesel buckets have nice load on torque. They're great workhorses. You, they're very efficient uh, as opposed to the similar size petrol engine. So that means that um, if you're looking for a farm vehicle where most of the Mahindras are, are sold or a lot of them are sold, then it's the diesel route. Even if you're using it as your everyday vehicle, um, diesels are, um, are, and I really like diesel vehicles. So I think that would be the reason why Mahindras are diesel probably because that's where the strength of the market is. You're not really selling lots of petrol buckies. Mm-hmm. You're selling lots of diesel buckies. So uh, um, if I can then just comment on the statement, that would probably be the reason why Mahindras are diesel. I mean, I, I know somebody that, that has a Mahindra diesel and they love it. Um, and, and they say, listen, it, uh, the value proposition, what I've paid for it, and the service I'm getting out of it, I think it's great value for money. So mm-hmm. I think um, that's why the re- that's the reason why Mahindra is a diesel. Okay, question coming through. By the way, you can start sending those questions on WhatsApp, um, 0614-104-107. You can call in 011-714-2006, or you can send an SMS, 41391. A question coming through. How do you know the clutch is ruined? Is it meant to be hard or soft? That's an, a question from Alma in Johannesburg. Oh, um, um, well... So what is a clutch? A clutch connects the engine and the gearbox. So um, your car's got great gear ratio. So on a manual car, you've got first, second, third, fourth, fifth. Um, so the clutch is simply connecting the engine to the gearbox. And if I'm changing gears, I have to disconnect the engine and the gearbox so I can change gears and then reconnect them again. So just think of two plates that um, pushing against each other. Almost imagine two CDs that are much bigger and much more grippy, and they're pushing towards each other. In other words, that's the direct connection, and when you depress that, uh, that pedal, you disconnect the mechanism. So engine and gearbox are not connected. Now, that surface is, is, is quite a grippy surface. Actually, the one side sticks onto the flywheel of the car. So, um, uh, the, the, you, of course, you want the surface to, when it's fully engaged, not to have any slip. In other words, you don't want these two surfaces slipping on each other because that friction will destroy the, the, the clutch. Mm-hmm. Now, on uh, the way you drive affects the, the life of the clutch. So a clutch is like a switch. It's in or, or on or off, in or out. Mm-hmm. So, so bad habits would be if you are driving and you're stopping on a hill and you're starting, the clutch is about halfway out and you've got some accelerator and you're sort of balancing the car there so it doesn't roll back. Mm. What is happening to the surface is that it is actually not fully engaged. In other words, it's slipping a little mm. bit. And that friction is then slowly destroying the clutch. Mm-hmm. Now, if it's um, on, a, on a hill and you're doing it quite a lot, you can actually start smelling the clutch pedal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you, you start to get that very foul smell from a clutch that's slipping. And it, ha- it can happen um, initially the first two, three times. And then sometimes people can destroy a clutch within a day. But sometimes if you, you, you have these bad driving habits, over a long time, eventually the clutch will go. So when you depress the clutch, the pedal will just fall to the floor. In other words, it, it won't necessarily come back again. Um, that's one indication of the, the clutch pedal not working. Um, so um, you, if you drive your car, you'll you start feeling a difference because a car you know quite well. If something feels different in your car, you drive it every day, you say, hang on, something isn't right. And the same can happen with a clutch pedal. And suddenly it starts feeling different or where the clutch is biting. In other words, some cars you can feel where the clutch sort of engage, you can feel it with your left foot. Mm-hmm. And when that starts feeling significantly different, that might be an indication that the clutch is, has gone or the clutch is, 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 
yeah, the clutch isn't working anymore. So um, if you are worried, the best would probably be to take it in and, and have a look at it. Let somebody, let one of the technicians there drive the car with you or let them feel what it does. But um, if you, if the, the car won't be able to pull away, and if it falls to the floor, then of course the clutch is completely gone. So, yeah, if it starts feeling different and significantly different, have it checked out. But it shouldn't really happen on a new car. It tends, it, a car has also, you've got to realize the clutch has a lot, a lifetime. Well, uh, and at a certain time, it has to be replaced. Yeah, it, I mean, that lifespan a, is exactly that. That's it. And if you have good driving habits, it might last. 200,000 kilometers. Yeah. And if you have bad driving habits, then lost only 5,000 Can I just tell you, Nico, I, I, I once burnt mine, I think it was after <laughs> really? a week. That was as a new driver. Yeah. Um, of course, as a new driver. And I learned the hard way. <laughs> but you <laughs> know what? That's, um, that's unfortunately the reality. All new drivers yeah. are a little bit nervous. Yeah. And this is sort of almost like a safety, like a, like a, a, a safety, what do they call like those baby blankets? Yeah. Like a comfort blanket. Yeah. So the, the, that initially is your comfort. You sort of feel that yeah. you've got control and you, you're not really comfortable. So you're riding the clutch a yeah. little bit. So that tends to happen a lot to new drivers that yeah. are a little bit nervous with driving. So, no, and, and, and that's the, a hard lesson to learn. No, no, no. I, it's after you've paid and then you realize, <laughs> okay, no more. Okay, we've got a quick voice note coming okay. through. Hi, good morning. This is uh, James here from Cape Town. Uh, I, I just switched on the radio now. I missed out on the electric cars. Can, can you just give a short summary again, please, man? Please. I beg you. Thank you very much. Good morning, SAFM and Nico. I just got a question. Uh, Nico, with regard to the electric vehicles, the, if the government do not give the companies the license to operate, it will be a problem. If you take into consideration, if the government allows electric manufacturers to come into the country, they are going to lose out on the fuel levy taxes. And that means the refineries, the petrol manufacturing and diesel refineries will be losing out and the government will not be getting enough tax and on a fuel levy. Could you please shed more light on that? Thank you. Okay, Nico, um, we've, we've, we don't have much time. Maybe we can just do this one question. Okay, so well, well, we can do it quickly. So, yeah. um, of, of course, we're on a podcast, so you can always get the podcast later sure. that's, uh, if you've missed it. Yeah. So, yes, there has to be a balance. And, of course, um, the, the reality is that if we, even if we have oil refineries making oil, eventually, maybe it's 15 years, I don't know when, all the manufacturers will be moving to electric. And what then? Where will we sit then? And we can't wait be, and, and be left behind. Um, so there they has to be a balance. But right now, uh, electric cars are taxed even, I think, even higher than normal cars, where in other countries, um, there's the, the support for, for, for electric cars, like in Norway. So there's lots of other benefits with electric cars that make electric cars um, uh, quite a good proposition. And, and we've got to realize that um, with whatever challenges we have in the country, the reality is the motor industry as a whole, the examples I've just given, is moving there. And if we wait too long, then we're going to be left behind. So, the, um, and, and of course, you can look at other ways of saying, okay, listen, yes, we might be on the field, but maybe the, the, the way we look at electric cars and developing electricity and where electricity goes is different. Because, you know, if, 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 if ESCOM says, listen, in five years or 10 years, hopefully we'll be back where we were, um, then the, the landscape changes. And even if they don't change, what will happen in 20 years when, when, when there's very few petrol cars? Where will we sit in South Africa? So that, I think, is a challenge. Definitely, it's a challenge. 
But I do think that the government has to has got to look at this seriously and say, look at where manufacturers are going. And we can't be left back in South Africa because we want to only support one side and not see the other side. I think I think these things can be done in parallel very well. But we've got to get the infrastructure right in the country and um, to support that even if it's a slow start, we've got to start somewhere. We can't be left behind when major manufacturers are moving that direction. And, and the quicker I think we start moving in that direction, it doesn't have to be an immediate change. But I think the earlier we start, the better. We can't wait. And then seven years later, we wake up and, okay, now it's, we're all scrambling to get it right. If we start earlier, I think it's a better solution. Mm. Thank you so much, Nico. We've run out of time. Thank you. Bless you. And uh, see you next time. Okay. Chat soon. Thank you very much. <laughs> Nico Smith there uh, with our petrol head discussion. All right. Nine o'clock. Let's go to Kirit Lara for the latest in SABC News.